All right. Praise God. God is faithful. That is promised. We're going to just slip that right there. Well, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for tonight. We thank you for this opportunity that we have to come and, and to simply worship you. We thank you that your word is true. Everything that you've said and everything, Father God, that you are, that you would be to us, you are. And Father, we thank you that our hearts right now are good ground, good soil to receive the word of God. We simply believe you. And we truly believe that it's time today to take a stand for what we believe in. And that's your word. So, Father God, I thank you that our every heart here tonight, by faith, I believe, is good ground, good soil to receive the word of God. That will grow, will increase, and then, Father, will be changed when all is said and done. Because we'll give you all the glory, the honor, and the praise. In Jesus' name, everyone agree with that? Say amen. amen. If you're wanting an outline tonight, the ushers are in the aisle. Go ahead and raise your hand. They'll take care of you. They always do. Let's give our praise and worship team a great big hand. I mean, they're just so faithful. Every service, praise God. And uh, we thank you and really appreciate you so much. Tonight we want to begin part one of a series that's entitled The Nature of Faith. The Nature of Faith. Praise God. So, the nature of faith is simply this. Let me, this is not in your notes. It's kind of a little introduction I want to give you. The nature of faith is saying, confessing what God says concerning you. The nature of faith is saying, confessing what God says concerning you. What we have to do is to get our mouths, our hearts, should I say, first, and our mouths hooked up with what God says. Now, understand this. God is so serious about his people operating in faith that on four separate occasions, this is what he said. The just shall live by faith. That's serious. The Lord wants his people to live by faith. Everybody say, walk it out. That means we walk by faith and not by sight. This is what he wants us to do. Marilyn Hickey said this. Faith is a lifestyle, not a formula. So we're just building up to our notes here. I just want to just lay a little foundation, a little, a little introduction right before we get into our notes. Faith, as we understand it from the Word of God, is a lifestyle, family. It is a lifestyle. It is not a formula. So I love what, what Paul said to the church of Ephesus in Ephesians 4.24 because it's going to go back to who we are as as new creations or creatures in Christ Jesus. Here's what he said. Put on your new nature. Say new nature. That's Ephesians 4.24 if you want to write that down. This is, this is all free right here up front. Everything else you got. All right? So this, this is just a little, before you come in, this little appetizer. How about that? Okay? Put on your new nature created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. So we have been commanded to put on our new nature. Within that new nature, we have what we call the nature of faith. And what we have to do as believers and as Christians is to get a hold of what God says, and even against all odds, against all circumstances, against all situations, we have to make up our mind today to stand on what God says in his word. Can you say amen? amen. All right. So here's another scripture. The appetizer's good. I'm going to just keep on serving them, all right? Now listen. 
In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13, listen to this. And since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what is written, I believed and therefore I spoke. We also believe and therefore speak. So now, based on what we believe, family of God, we have to speak. Now, we can check up on our believer, I like to say that. And what we believe actually is going to come out of our mouths. If we believe God and trust God, that's going to come out of our mouths. If we do not believe God and trust God, that will also come out of our mouths. The Message Bible says, along the same verse, we are not keeping this quiet. I like that. We're not going to keep this quiet. Not on your life. Just like the psalmist who wrote, I believed it, so I said it. What? It says, say what? It says this, we say what we believe. What do we believe? What do we believe about God's word? What do we believe concerning faith? And lastly, right before we get into our notes, listen to this thought. The nature of faith always talks about the thing prayed for. As though it were already possessed. Yeah. Let me say it again. The nature of faith always talks about the thing prayed for as though it were already possessed. Even before we see it, before we hear it, or before we feel it. Now, let's go to our notes. The nature of faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen, according to Hebrews 11.1. 1. The Amplified Bible says this. Now faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of the things we hope for, being the proof of things we do not see and the conviction of their reality. Faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses Hebrews 11.1, 1, Amplified. Notice this. Now faith is the assurance of what? The things that we hope for. It is the proof of things. It is the assurance of things. Now faith, right now. Say right now. Now faith is the assurance of things, the proof of things, the conviction of their reality, and it's perceiving as real fact, greater than our circumstances, no matter what we're going through in life. Faith is more real than that. Come on, we have to believe that. We have to believe that. In your notes, Jesus appears to Thomas. In the Gospel of John, chapter 20, verse 27 through 29. Now let me lay, of course, another foundation on that. Here we have Jesus has just risen, and he sees Mary Magdalene and visits and says, Don't touch me because I haven't gone to my father. But then after a period of time, that Sunday evening, then Jesus comes and he appears to the disciples. Now Thomas wasn't there. So he appears to the disciples and he begins to show them the nail prints in his hands and his side. And they believe and they begin to worship him. They're so excited. Well, of course, Thomas is not there. So when Thomas returns and they're saying, we've seen the Christ, we've seen Jesus. And then, of course, this is what happens. Thomas now says, I am not going to believe it in so many words unless I see it. So let's pick up in your notes. New Living Translation Right over our head says, then he said to Thomas, this is what Jesus said, Thomas, put your finger here and look at my hands. Put your hand into the wound in my side. Don't be faithless. I like that. 
Don't be faithless any longer. Believe. My Lord and my God, Thomas exclaimed. I exclaimed. Listen, he probably fell on his knees and said, my Lord, my God. Because Jesus was standing right before him. But here's a thought I want us to get to. Then Jesus told him something. Here's what he said. You believe because you have seen me. Blessed are those who believe without seeing me. Faith. Thomas, you believe, but you see, you see me. But blessed are those who believe, come on, without seeing or seeing me. That is faith. So, I love what T.L. Osborne said. It's in your notes. Others say, I will never believe it until I see it. I reply, you will never see it until you believe it. Family of God, we have to believe God first before we see it. Come on. Now, truth of the matter is, we see it by faith before we see it. Okay. I said this before. We've got it before we got it. Well, how about this? Because that, that, that's not good English. We have it before we have it. That's faith. Before we have it. I believe it. I believe that I receive it. I don't have to see it in order to believe that I receive it. I believe that I receive it before I even have to see it because I believe that I have it right now. Have what? Whatever you believe in God for. Whatever you're trusting God for. Well, many people, I believe, and many believers have the wrong idea about the nature of faith when it comes to God's word. They'll say something like this. Man, I have all the faith I need in the world. But until I see it, I won't believe it. I won't believe that my marriage can be restored. I won't believe that my finances can be blessed. I won't believe that my body can be healed until I see it. Come on. And some even say, I refuse to claim something that I do not have. That is not faith. Come on. This is the wrong idea of the nature of faith. So let's go on. I believe that there are two platforms for us to build our lives upon when it comes to the word of God or when it comes to just trusting him. Number one, to stand, it says there are two platforms on which to stand. The first platform is belief. Belief. One is belief. The other is unbelief. Now, whether we like it or not, really, that's where we are. We are, as it says, one is belief. Either the word of God is true, and then unbelief says, or it's not. We must settle the issue. Secondly, God will either do what he has promised or he will not. So we have to ask ourselves, what platform are we standing on? Do we believe that God will do what he said, or we're like, I don't know if he'll do what he said. Thirdly, his promises are either reliable or they are not. This is the question we must ask ourselves. Is his promises reliable or are they not? So let's look at some seven definitions of faith according to the book of Hebrews. Now, there's many more definitions of faith, but I'm just sharing this with you and just to give us an idea. Faith is, I like to say it this way, a down payment. Come on. It's a down payment of the things desired before we ever receive them. 
Now, you know, before, like you move into a home, you buy a car, whatever the case may be, you have to put down what is called a down payment. How about even an apartment? So guess what? Faith is the same way. We must believe God before we see it. This is our down payment. I'm trusting you, Lord. I'm putting down my payment of faith, believing that what you said you'll do. And based on what you said you'll do, I will receive the desired results according to your word. According to your word. Because it says in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23, it says, Let us, that's all of us, hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. Why? For he is faithful that promise. Oh, man, that's good. That's good. He is faithful that promised. Secondly, confidence. Confidence in things to come. Oh, family of God, Hebrews 10.35 says this, Therefore, do not cast away your confidence. Whatever you're standing for, whatever you're believing God for, in any area of your life, faith will work in every realm. What we have to do is trust God and not throw away our confidence because if we don't throw away our confidence, it has a great reward. How many like rewards? I love rewards. Then don't cast away your confidence when it comes to God and believing him and trusting him for what you need. Then, thirdly, the one definition of faith is this. It is a basis of pleasing God. Faith is the basis of pleasing God. Hebrews 11:6. you know what it says, but without faith, it is impossible to please God. They that come to him must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder, say rewarder, that's right, of them that diligently seek him. Number four, dependence upon God. Faith is a dependence upon God. Things may look crazy, I mean, all around us. I mean, life is screaming at us. It doesn't seem like things are just going right. But I'm telling you what faith will do. Faith will stay steady in the hard times. Faith will not give up. Faith will depend upon God, regardless of what's happening in our lives. And we're going to see this later on in dealing with Noah's life. Number five, faith, a definition of faith is counting things that be not as though they were. Oh, family of God. It reminds me right here in, in Hebrews 11, 11 through 12, Sarah, I mean, she, she got into faith. She believed God. And what she did was, the Bible says, that she, Sarah judged him faithful. Sarah judged him faithful. Say faithful. And then we look at number six. Number six is seeing invisible things. And I think about the patriarchs. I think about those who have gone before us. I think about those in the Old Testament that had faith, had a vision to see the promise, to see the Messiah come, but never seen him. But yet they never gave up their faith. They held on, believing God, trusted God according to his word. And this is what we call dealing with seeing invisible things. Number seven, then there's an assurance. There's an assurance of God's faithfulness. Oh, man, when we look at Abraham's life, we talked about the tests. Remember how we talked about a couple of weeks ago when Abraham was asked to offer up his son Isaac and was asked to offer him up, I mean, the son of promise, the son that he waited for for 25 years, the son he believed for. I mean, that all of a sudden here comes God and says, listen, Abraham, I want you to go up to the mountain and sacrifice your son. Are you willing to do that for me? You know what he said? Yes. 
He didn't say no. Wow. But he had an assurance that whatever, I may not know what's going to happen, but I know this, that God is faithful. Say faithful. And you say, how do you know that? Because when he was going up to the mountain, right before, at the foot of the mountain, there was two of his, I call it, you know, two of his, his workers or lads or whatever you want to call them. He said, hey, here's what I want you to do. You two, you stay here at the bottom of the mountain, at the foot of the mountain. My son and I, the lad and I, we're going to go worship on the top of the mountain and we're going to return. Come on now. That's faith talking. He didn't say, we're going to go worship and I'm the only one coming back. He said, we will return. I like that. And then, of course, I love the story. As you go further on, Isaac, his son, says, Dad, um, <clears throat> he's carrying the wood. Now, I have the wood, and you got the fire. Where's the sacrifice? Oh, come on. His father said, Abraham said, Son, the Lord will provide. And I'm saying to you, the Lord will provide. Whatever you're going through, God is faithful. And then all of a sudden they get on top of the mountain. And Abraham, trusting God with everything that's in him, and he's being obedient to God. And he takes Isaac, his son, of promise, and ties him up. His son had to allow him to tie him up. He was a teenager, gang. He wasn't no little kid. Come on. And laid him on the altar. He had to get up on the altar. And then here comes Abraham with the knife right above, ready to slay him, ready to kill him, to sacrifice him. Come on. And then the angel of the Lord, oh, I love it, God saying to him, Abraham, do not touch your son. Oh, can you, can you see yourself there? I mean, here you are, you're obedient, you're getting ready to, oh, my goodness. And then all of a sudden, don't do it. Man, I tell you, that's faith. That's faith. Because you know what he believed? That whatever would happen, God would raise him up. Whatever would happen, God would raise him up. That is what we're talking about, having an assurance. So let's look at two things and finish up tonight. A, we're going to look at, and we're building our thought here, part one on the nature of faith, Hebrews 11.1. 1. And it says, talks about the first half, the substance of things hoped for. Say substance. We're going to talk about substance. What is substance? Well, substance means there is something there to grab hold of. To grab hold of. Substance. There's something that I can grab a hold of and believe God and trust God. Also, for instance, the chair that you're sitting in, the seat, I say chair, and then, of course, that accent comes out from the East Coast. So I, you say, what did you say? So seat. How about that? All right? So the seat that you're sitting in is made up of substance, enough for you to sit in. Am I right? Not only that, the floor that I'm standing on right now, you have your feet on, has substance enough to stand on, to put your feet on. And then the car that you drove tonight to come to church has enough substance, a substance to sit in and drive the church. So if we believe that in the natural, think about this then. Faith has enough substance to get a hold of anything we desire of God. Faith. Faith. Well, so faith in your notes. So faith is the substance. Faith is that substance. Faith. So faith is the substance in our natural world. 
in order to get a hold of things in the supernatural world, listen to this, and bring them into our natural world. Family of God, we have faith in God and we trust him. We believe him according to his word and his promises. And when he says that he'll meet all of our needs, now at that moment, at that point in time, it may look like your needs are not being met. But when you trust him and we're obedient to his commandments and we bring our tithes and our offerings and we're honoring God, we're, we're doing, listen, we're acting on our faith, we're believing God, and then we stand on his word and we begin to claim his promises. At that moment, at that time, what's going to happen is whatever we need, see, faith is here in this natural realm that we're using, we're believing God, but then what we're doing is, in order to get a hold of those things in the supernatural world, we have to pray and believe God to bring them into the natural let me say it this way. You're like this. We can take faith. It's not in your notes. Listen to this. We can take faith, which is a spiritual force, which comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, and fill our words with faith and use those words as containers, listen to this, to transport faith into any situation in our lives. Come on. And it transforms that situation. Let me say it again. We're talking about faith. We can take faith. Say faith. Now, faith is a spiritual force that releases the ability of God. That's what faith is. We can take faith, which comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Am I right about it? So, here's what we do. We fill our words, the words that are coming out of our mouths, we fill our words with faith. And we use those words that are coming out of our mouth that are filled with faith as containers. Those words are containers and they're carrying whatever we're saying and bringing it to whatever we need into the supernatural realm to pull it out into the natural, to bring it to us. Are you with me? Now, we understand that, and then here's what happens is, when you begin to speak faith over your marriage, when you begin to speak faith over your finances, when you begin to speak faith over our bodies for healing, what happens is those words that are containers begins to begin to, to infiltrate, begins to get involved and hooked up to what we're believing for, standing for, and then thus it transforms the thing that we're praying about. That is faith. That is taking the word of God that we believe in our hearts, we begin to speak it, and it forms with our tongue what we want, and we say what God said in his word, and it comes to pass. Say, come to pass. Say it. Say, comes to pass. Now, we understand this. It says here in your notes, by this, by what? By faith. By this kind of faith, people of God obtained a good report. So look in your Bibles at Hebrews chapter 11. Verse 2, by this kind of faith. So, by this kind of faith, here's what, here's what has happened, that the people of God, that we know the people of God, it says right here, what they've done was they've obtained a good report. So Hebrews 11.1, 1, we read this, it says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, New King James Version, the evidence of things not seen, for by it, by what? That now faith, say now faith, 
by that now faith, that believing right now to trust God to turn every situation around in your life that's not going right. Every situation in your life that may be contradicting the word of God. You don't have to put up with it. You just trust God. You believe God. And you say, whatever God says in his word belongs to me right now. And if it doesn't line up with the word of God, I don't have to have it. It doesn't belong to me. And I am not going to put up with it. Faith begins to speak. And it says, by this faith, the elders, those who have gone before us, the elders obtained a good report, the report of the Lord. So let's look at some of these reports. For instance, Moses, right here in the same chapter, Hebrews, everything's out of Hebrews chapter 11 in verse 26. In your notes, Moses forsook all the material things he could touch and see. Now, come on. Everything he could touch and everything he could see, he was being blessed. They were giving him everything in Egypt. They said, it's yours. But Moses, it says right here, forsook those things that he could touch and see for a Messiah who would, listen, who would not come to the earth for more than 1,400 years. That's faith. To be willing to give up all the riches, I mean, come on, a nice, this wasn't a little shack. I mean, he was staying in a nice home. I mean, all kinds of great food, money, the things that he could touch and the things that he could see. But he said, as being compared to the Messiah who's to come, they don't compare. And he chose to believe God. That's Moses' life. How about the three Hebrew children? Verse 34 of the same chapter. They were confronted with the choice. Every day, family of God, you and I are confronted with choices. Choices to live for God, choices to not. Come on. Choices to do the right thing or choices to not do the right thing. So here we have the three Hebrew children in verse 34. They were confronted with the choice of obeying Nebuchadnezzar. Now, Nebuchadnezzar, I mean, I just believe that, you know, he just didn't get enough praise. You know, he just needed to have someone constantly tell him how, how good he is and, you know, and how wonderful he is. Well, all of a sudden he ran across these three Hebrew children and they said, we ain't going to do it. We ain't going to bow down. To, we're not going to bow down to your idols, your false idols. We're not going to do it. So, of course, he says, now, when you hear the sound of the harp, the music, here's what I want you to do. And I know by you doing that and everybody doing that, and I know you're going to worship these false idols, you're going to worship me. And then all of a sudden, here comes the sound of the music, and everybody falls down except three. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And they stand up full of faith. The question is, gang, are we going to bow down when the enemy comes and tries to stick up his ugly head and tries to tell us what God did not say when we know what he said in his word? When God says, I've supplied your need. When God says, again, listen, you know, whatever you need, I've got it. Whether it's healing for your body, whether it's finances, whether it's a business, whether you want to go to school, whatever the case may be, God says, I got it. So just because the enemy sticks up his ugly head, and it seems like because there's a matter of time that's taken longer than we thought it would take, and patience has not really got engaged, and we're not believing God as we should, well, I don't know if God's working. That is not faith. Come on now. That is not faith. We have to stay the course. Say, stay the course. And then, I love this, whom they, notice it says, Nebuchadnezzar, whom they could see very well. They're able to see him with their natural eyes. Or, it says, God, whom they had never seen, they chose to obey God. 
God. They said, I am going to believe God. I am going to believe God. We have to ask ourselves that question. Are we going to believe things in our five senses that contradict the word of God or we're going to, are we going to believe those things or are we going to believe God's word? That's the choice that you and I, we have to make. That's the day and time in which we live. If we're going to take a stand and believe God, that is what we must do today. Believe God. How about evidence? B. The evidence of things not seen. The evidence of things not seen. Say evidence. Well, this implies a response. It, this implies a response. In other words, it's an outward manifestation of an inward substance. Just like we've seen tonight, those who got water baptized, it was an outward manifestation of an inward work. That, what we see here, gang, that's why water baptism is so cool. Because what we're showing the world is what God has already done on the inside. And we're demonstrating, we're, you know, of the manifestation of what has taken place on the outside. So we say water baptism well, is an outward expression or manifestation of an inward work. Or an inward substance. Yes, salvation. Let's go on. So the person of faith lives his or her belief. Wow. The person of faith, that's you and me, lives his or her belief. For instance, Noah. Think about Noah. I said we're going to go back to Noah. Noah faced ridicule. I mean about things that never happened before. Rain. Can you imagine? Rain. All of a sudden, man, they're laughing at him. You know, they're giving him a hard time. What are you doing? Talking about them. Rain, it's not going to rain. Man, and it's, I'm sure they call them all kinds of names. Maybe different names than what we know today, but all kinds of names. Laughing at them, giving them a hard time, and yet he's still building. He's still building. Stay building. Family of God, people will talk about you, especially when you're standing and believing God and trusting God for a thing. Don't let them talk you out of it. You hold on to what God has said in your heart. You believe God, and it will come to pass. We trust God here. Now listen to this. Then it goes on and says, face ridicule about things that never happened before and built a large boat that saved his family from the flood. Oh, glory to God. There's sometimes, family of God, that we're going to have to learn just how to stand and stand and stand and stand and continue to stand and stand and stand and stand. And not give up. And not give up. Now, let's go on. How about the people of Israel in verse 30 of the same chapter? This is Joshua and the people of Israel. They chose not to see with the natural eyes and hear the taunting. I mean, they were taunting them when they were walking around the city. They were taunting them, laughing at them. But yet they kept walking around the city. They kept walking around the city. Six days, walked around the city. On the seventh day, come on. Here's what he said I want you to do, all right? What I want you to do when I tell you to shout, I want you to shout. And when you shout, those walls are going to fall down. Listen, gang, we have to shout before the walls fall down. <coughs> Not shout after the walls fall down. Okay, let me say that again. Sometimes you just have to have a good old shouting time. You can just get by yourself. You can be at home, 
You know, you can lock the door. You don't have to lock the door. Whatever you do. Turn the music on. Whatever you need to do. But you need to have, we need to have as Christians, just a good old shouting time. Come on. Before the wall falls down. Before the manifestation comes. Come on now. Before our marriage, we see the marriage being brought together and healed. Before. Am I talking to somebody tonight? Before. Come on. Well, I'm not going to believe it until I see it. You're not going to see it until you believe it. This is the truth. We must shout before the walls will ever fall down. We must believe God. The nature of faith is taking God at his word and stepping out. This is faith. Because I know on the job, if you talk to some of your friends, you know, and you say, hey, man, what are you doing? I'm believing God. What are you believing God for? Let's say you believe in God for a house. And they go, oh, man, are you kidding me? The market today, there's no way, man, you can forget that, and, and I'm going to sell my house. Whatever the case may be. Oh, man, come on, forget that. You know that ain't going to happen. And then all of a sudden, every day, they're telling you all this negative, negative words, negative words, negative words. Man, if I were you, I'd just go ahead and take that house off the market. You know it ain't going to sell, and you just keep standing, and you just keep standing, and you just keep standing. And believe in God. Come on. And you call that house sold. You call it sold. Amen. Before it sells. Oh, no, y'all missed a great time to say amen. Man. You mean what? Before it sells? Yes. I told this story before, and I believe it bears repeating. On our way here to Clovis, New Mexico, Betty and I, of course, we had to get into agreement. So we don't want to miss that, and perhaps maybe down the road we'll talk about that. But agreement is a key. A key. One of the keys. Hello. Okay. So we got into agreement about selling our home. But what we did was we decided we were going to sell it on our own. Now, there's nothing wrong with that. But we began to ask ourselves, after we put the sign in the ground, how much faith did we have? Now, we should not have put that sign in the ground until we decided how much faith we had. Now, you learn things. Don't look at me that way. (laughs) So we stuck the sign in the ground, and we're just waiting, waiting. Nobody came by. We're going, huh, okay, now we know, we believe. What's the deal? So we began to pray more, to seek God, and we both got this little scratching down on the inside. We, the Spirit of God began to deal with us and said, pick up that sign. So we're thinking, hey, it's not time to go. I said, it's got to be time to go. Pastor Swan's waiting on us. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and uh, we picked the sign up. And you know what we did? We laid it in the garage and said, Lord, we're not going to pick up that thought until we believe that we are truly in faith. We're not going to pick it up. We're not going to put that sign back in the ground until we know that we know that we know that we know that we are in faith. And so we let it lay there. It was probably a few weeks. I don't know how long it was. It wasn't forever, you know. If it was, we wouldn't be here, huh? Okay, thank you very much. So, it's so. So that's the end of the story already, but I'm letting you know something else along the way. So we decided, okay, here's what we're going to do. We believe God. We trust God. Hallelujah, God. You said you would bless us. We're going to get a realtor. No problem. We decided, okay, we'll sow the, the little commission. It's okay. It's going to make a great deal. It's okay. Okay. So we put that sign in the ground that came. The lady came and put the sign. The realtor came and put the sign in the ground. 
So we said, let's go ahead to the store. Let's go to like a Home Depot or something. Let's just see if there's other things we can get and buy and kind of fix it up just a little bit more. We walk in the door. As soon as we walked in the door, I meet a young man. He says, you know, I have a friend who's looking for a house. We just walked in the door. And we said, he's talking to us. And I said, you know what? I know somebody who's got a house. Who's that? Us. You know what I'm saying? And he said, really? I said, yes. And, of course, he had a realtor. And he said, man, don't, have, don't come by the house now. You can't come by the house. You know, that's breaking all the rules. Now you're not supposed to be coming by the house. Because I had a realtor and they had a realtor. You just don't do things like that because I'm no longer selling it by owner. He came by the house anyway. Knocked on the door. I said, man, what are you doing here? You know you ain't supposed to be here. Where's your realtor? Well, I just wanted to come see it. Can I see it? No, get out. But he was so excited about the house. Well, sure enough, sure enough, he contacted his realtor. And next thing you know, the next day he wants to buy the house. Do you know that realtor that put the sign in the ground? I never talked to that realtor after she put that sign in the ground. Never came by one time. She got a nice commission because we kept our word. Come on. What am I saying? There was a period of time where we thought, and listen, we thought that we were in faith. And we stepped out based on what we thought. But once we stepped out and put that for sale by owner in the ground, this happened to us. Well, it just didn't feel right. There was something not right in our spirit, and we picked it up. So we have to be led by the Spirit of God, and they that are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. And so that's why we picked it up. But when we obeyed God, listen, and God in faith as we know it to be today, the house sold just like that. Family of God, whatever you're dealing with, whatever you're standing upon, or four, believing God, trusting God. I want to say to you, follow up on your spirit man. Make sure that there's peace. Make sure that there's a knowing on the inside of you. And trust God. If you're thinking and you, you're sensing like, ah, and there's any doubt. Now listen, understand, doubt, doubt, if doubt comes up and tells you, no, you know, it's like, oh, I don't know about that, then you just better stop and wait a minute. Don't proceed. A lot of people make a mistake by proceeding, by going forward and overriding that. It's like even if it's a check in the spirit, in your spirit saying, wait, you might not want to do that right now. Hold on. Well, I'm not going to believe that. That's the devil. And listen, family, it is not the devil. Hello. And the spirit of God is trying to help us and save us from something major that could, could go wrong if we continue to go down that path. So we have to humble ourselves and pick up that sign and lay it down. Don't pick it back up. Trust God and say, Father, in your time. And that's what we did. And we got great results. Praise God. And this is what will happen concerning our marriages. This is what will happen concerning our finances. This is what will happen concerning our family. This is what will happen concerning our church. This is what will happen, family of God, when we trust God and believe him and then leave it to him and have confidence that he'll bring it to pass. That he'll bring it to pass. Say, bring it to pass. And then when you know that you know that you know, step out and believe God. Step out upon his promise without a doubt or fear. Lastly, 
Hebrews chapter 10, verse 35. I had to read that in the message. It says, after we gain all this faith, after you have all this faith, and just because, say because, that's because a little pressure you know, comes against us and it's applied upon our lives and things just don't seem right. With our five senses, they just don't seem to be going right. You know, what I see and what I hear and what I feel and taste and touch, it just doesn't seem right. All right? Senses. Now, if your senses do not contradict the Word of God, listen. Did you hear that? Let me go over here. If your senses do not contradict the word of God then listen just be patient and wait but if your senses contradict the word of God then you stop right there and say no I'm not going to have it I'm going to believe God's word I'm going to trust God in what he said because his word said I could have it his word said I can be healed his word says that my marriage can be blessed his word said, and whatever you believe in God for, that's what his word says. You find a promise in it, that's what you can have because God said it. And we have to believe God according to what he said. So it says right here, after we've gained this faith, so don't throw it all away now. Don't throw it all away now. You've come this far, come on, by faith. We've come this far by faith, don't throw it away now. Don't cast away your confidence. You were sure of yourselves then, and I love how it finishes, it's still a sure thing. Glory to God. It's still a sure thing. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for tonight. We thank you for your word. We thank you, Father, for truth. That your truth just rings loud and clear in our hearts and in our spirit. Father, we thank you. Truly, you're helping us to understand the nature of faith and that you take the light. You are pleased when your people, your children, walk by faith and not by sight. Father God, I ask you right now that those who are listening to my voice, Lord, you know what they're going through. There's probably areas I did not even mention. There's so many needs here, Father. And I'm asking you right now, in the name of Jesus, to meet every need. I'm asking you now, Father God, to meet every spiritual, physical, financial, emotional, social need that anyone may have tonight. I'm believing by faith, Father God, as they hook up to your word and as they hook up to what you said, they'll have the desired results. You know what they need even now. Now, Father, I also am believing for those who are here tonight that may not know you in a real way. They may not know Jesus as their personal Savior and Lord. And it takes faith. It takes faith. And, Father, I thank you that they'll begin to step out in faith. They're saying, I want to be introduced to Jesus. Their heart is beating. And, Father, they're crying out. And they've been going through so much, but they've never been properly introduced to Jesus. Tonight is their night. Tonight is your night. And Father, I'm praying right now in the name of Jesus for them to respond. So if you're here tonight and for the very first time, you can honestly say in your heart, I have never accepted Jesus as my Savior and Lord, and I want to do that tonight. I want to believe God, then tonight is your night.
Will you raise your hand? Is there anybody? First time. We just want to make sure. Look around. We don't want to miss you. First time. Anybody. Anybody tonight. And then, gang, listen. This is important. Perhaps you started on this journey walking with God and you got off the path and you stopped serving God and then you got back on the path and then you stopped serving God and tonight you know that you are not serving God as you should be serving Him. Family of God, dear one, this is your time. This is your night. Don't hold back. Don't sit there in your seat and say, man, and just leave and say, I'm just going to stay where I'm at. I know that the Spirit of God is dealing with my heart. I know that God loves me, but I just stand. I just can't do it. No, I'm telling you, you can. Just step out in faith and believe God. You want to rededicate your life tonight? Slip your hand up. Do we have anyone like that? Say, I want to rededicate my life. I see that one. Is there anyone else? I want to rededicate my life. Man, I want a fresh start. I want a new beginning to trust God, to believe God that tonight is my night. Do we have any else? anyone else? We have one. Is there anyone else that would join this one? That would say, tonight is my night. Everyone look up. We have one that raised his hand strong and bold and said, tonight is my night. Come on. Amen. I'm going to ask you to be bold. I'm going to ask you to come down. Stand on your feet and come down. Let's give him a great big hand as he's coming forward. Praise God. Tonight is your night. Come on up here. What's your name, sir? JR. Say it again. JR. JR. Man, we're so proud of you, JR. We are so proud of you. You made a choice tonight. And it's your night. New beginning. A brand new start. We're going to pray with you. We'll pray with you right now. Family of God, will you reach your hand out? Can I have your hand? I'm going to just pray with you. I want you to pray with me. Okay. Dear God. Pray with me. Dear God. Here I am. I come to you in need of your love and your forgiveness. You said, if I confess my sins, that you are faithful and just to forgive me of all my sins. I ask you now, Jesus, to live big on the inside of me. I thank you for forgiving me. I thank you for loving me. And I accept this relationship that I once had. I believe it's brand new today, tonight. I've been changed. I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. Amen. And amen. Praise God. Love you, man. Ooh, love you. Praise God. God bless you.